good news. Let us proclaim it together from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 2, found printed in your bulletin. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them the light has shined. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our light in the darkness and our generous giver of abundant life. Tonight we receive your presence as a gift to be opened and lived. Amen. I heard a tale of a ship's crew in the late 1600s who were on a leaky old ship in the middle of rough, stormy seas. I wish I could talk like a pirate. <laughs> Despite their years of experience, they feared for their lives that day. One of them was brave enough to go to the captain and ask, Captain, are we safe? He said, I'll put it to you this way. The boilers on the ship, yep, they're very weak. They could explode at any minute. And then he went on and he said, well, also the ship is very old and she is taking on some water. And then the captain said, matter of fact, like, to be very honest with you, we may have an explosion or we may sink. And then the captain looked at the man eye to eye and said, we may go up and we may go down, but at any rate, we're going on. Since March of 2020, we have discovered indeed that we are a going on people. Yet I believe Jesus, the giver of abundant life, has arrived tonight to remind us that we are called to be and do so much more than just go on. Perhaps just going on is an attitude of last resort that we settle on in order to live in the uncertainty of this world still pandemic 21 months later. And yes, it's true. Like the storm-tossed sailors, we know we are facing a new year and we welcome it to be better than the last. But like those storm-tossed sailors, we have no idea what's coming. And this is where faith beyond fear steps in. And we live by what we do know. As Christians, we know that throughout history, God has spoken three little words more often than any others when the people God created and loved were scared and confused, lost or lonely, paralyzed or stuck. In those times, God didn't make a big speech. God just said it or sent an angel to say it. Be not afraid. Sometimes do not fear. Now for Mary, it began in the middle of life's routine. I mean, we can relate to that. Most of us have more ordinary days than spectacular milestone days. But here's the great news. 
Mary was about to discover that God breaks through and uses the ordinary time and time again. How amazing is that? What good news is that for us to hear tonight? And then one day, out of the blue, this teenage girl, roughly between the ages of 14 and 16, was going about her household tasks when all of a sudden an angel appeared and said, Be not Mary, because you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son, and his name will be Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. What is Mary's response to her unknown future? In God's favor? Yes. Yes. She chose faith over fear. And when she did, do you know what happened to her? Oh, my word, the only one who could ever say this. That night, while the babe lied in swaddling clothes in a manger, she lifted Jesus into her arms and she loved on him just as she would until the day they got him down from the cross. She was faithful to her son, God's son. And that night in the manger, imagine she leaned over to stroke his cheek and she kissed the face of God. She kissed the face of God. Did you know that old map makers, before they had the modern instruments that we have today, when drawing the maps, they would only mark as far as they had traveled or explored. So in tracing a route with his finger, the captain, in the midst of a stormy sea, would pray that his finger wouldn't run off the page. Imagine that it would only go the furthest point of the map, the map maker's exploration. So having no idea what was beyond the great unknown, do you know that they literally wrote in black ink to that space where the map ran out? Beyond this, there may be dragons. Now, not one person who ever read one of those maps ever saw a fire-breathing dragon. Not one. Like word association done by therapists with their clients, I can imagine God with these sailors going, I'm going to say the word beyond, and you're going to say, and they couldn't speak because they were gripped with fear. And when they heard God say the word future, they responded, dragon. For generations, they would pass that fear along. Clouding judgment, faith waning, no matter the knowledge, the experience, the years on the sea, losing faith in themselves, eventually faith in God. And as fear took root, it choked out the possibility of new opportunities and adventures they were meant to be on. The place 
what they couldn't see beyond the horizon. We must learn this life's lesson in order to really live and to receive the gift of life that Jesus has come to give us tonight. The gift of life that had Joseph fleeing to Bethlehem for his birth. A life of love beyond fears, real or imagined, about the future, if not faith over fear, the unchartered waters, and the set and the tumultuous time in which we live right now, where fear, when we dress them up as dragons, will run us ragged. Is it money? Broken relationships? Is it our job? Is it our health? Name your dragon because God is way bigger. When the sailors didn't know what was coming beyond the horizon, they assumed the absolute worst faith imaginable. And what does that tell us about our own human nature? Imagine their fear of an unknown future living their lives on the sea these experts trained yet their fear of unchartered waters kept them anchored stuck in the present in the midst of raging seas it was fear over faith that kept them there that won the day a life Jesus never dreamed for us, never wanted for us. He did not live and he did not die and he did not rise again that we would be stuck and anchored in this life, paralyzed by fear that he's already overcome. Do you know why Jesus came? He came to set us free, free, free to live and to love like he lives and loves. At any given moment in my life, I'll tag along a one-verse scripture. And in the last few months, my scripture passage has been this, and I give it to you tonight. Psalm 118, verse 5. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. What does a life of freedom look like? Joseph, Mary's soon-to-be husband, was a man of faith, free to live his life. And the Bible tells us and describes him as a righteous man. Amazing. And he's unwilling to do what the culture demands when finding, about, finding out about his fiance being pregnant. He's to take her out in the middle of the street. And by the way, that was probably encouraged by his neighbors and his synagogue, the church leaders. But Joseph, he decided he just couldn't do it. He was going to do it quietly behind closed doors because he loved the Lord and he loved Mary. And then it happens, right? He plans to dismiss her quietly and he goes to sleep and an angel comes and the angel says, Joseph, be not afraid. Joseph, son of David. Look at that lineage. Do 
not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son. And you, Joseph, you are to name him Jesus, and he will save the people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the Lord by the prophets. And look, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Get ready. Faith isn't figuring out what we're able to do. It's deciding what we're going to do, even when we think we can't. Faith isn't figuring out what we're able to do. It's deciding what we're going to do, even when we think we can't, which shows us how much we need God. Joseph showed us that. Where did Joseph find his strength restored? As he fled with Mary right under the cover of night to get to Bethlehem, oh, so pregnant. Or how about when all of a sudden he was told to flee to Egypt because Herod was running around trying to find the Messiah, killing all babies up to two years old. And so there he was again, and as he ran by the Lord's decree, he found his faith restored right in the midst of his raging water. And you know where he found it? In scripture that he'd been reading his whole life in the long-awaited prophecies of the Messiah. And then he experienced it firsthand. He raised the Son of God. So every time he called out his name at home, Jesus, he heard the name Emmanuel. God with us. God's promise fulfilled in the incarnation of Jesus Christ to the whole world. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Make us crazy enough like Mary and Joseph to sing in the midst of our troubles, to hope in the midst of our doubts, and to light candles of mercy and faith in the midst of darkness. Our God, Emmanuel, is God with us, God for us, God among us. Don't ever, ever forget that God is with you, God is for you, God is among you, and the wondrous gift of life and light to all people belongs to you and to me. Jesus is the sea and we are the boat and only he can calm our storms. Only he can teach us like the disciple Peter to get out of the boat and to walk on water, to find real meaning and purpose in the living of these days, in following his footsteps, and to leave behind the anchor of fear that has weighed us down, to receive the gift of his freedom from all that holds us back, from all that has robbed us from living our best life, and to head out to uncharted waters, to new adventures, knowing that God is with us. We sing 
In Christ the solid rock I stand. Jesus gives us a foundation in which to stand against the assault of any stormy day this world could ever hope to deliver, even a pandemic. And we receive the gift of this freedom from all that holds us down from this baby in a manger to follow in the footsteps of the man, fully God and fully human, that he will grow to be. Jesus calls us by name to follow him into 2022. And I am going to name this year as the year of faith beyond fear. We preached all through January of 2021, faith over fear. Now our faith is going to take us beyond to a journey of a lifetime, following Jesus into this new year. You see, the story of the birth of Jesus, the lives of Mary and Joseph, it reaches out to grab a hold of us by the shoulders and shouts, don't let what you're afraid of keep you from what you've been made to be. Don't let what you're afraid of keep you from what you were made for. Everything we want is on the other side of fear. And we're not alone. Because remember, God is for us. God is with us. God is among us. God will never be finished with us. And faith makes the impossible possible. And we need not be afraid to do the impossible. And the Bible will teach us that fear robs us from doing great things for God and for others and for ourselves. And faith, on the other hand, enables us to do the impossible. Because Jesus says, be not afraid. Jesus said, don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe. Jesus calls us out to lay down our fears and pick up our faith, to move boldly into the world, knowing that we are following him, and that long as he is ahead of us and we are following in his footsteps, we know that real, transforming love can make a difference in our lives. And we can make a difference in the lives of others. You see, the night that Christ was born, the world was not unlike ours, filled with both beauty and aching need. And in the eyes of the baby, we see glimmers of what is to come. We see Jesus slipping away from his parents to sit in the synagogue we see him rubbing clay into the eyes of a blind man to give him sight. And we hear him uttering all these words of love and of grace and of belonging and hope. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Son, your sins are forgiven. Rise up and walk. Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I will be with you always to the close of the age. All this goodness, 
all this meaning, all this possibility. You see, it lies nestled in the manger tonight. Resolve to reflect the light of Christ into the dark places that you see, not only in your own life, but in the lives of those around you. And instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. Be light. Because even when it looks like there's darkness all around, where uncharted territory lies ahead, even when you're scared, go scared like Moses, right up to Pharaoh, and we'll go together. We'll face the future with hope, and we'll live proclaiming the truth that Jesus is the light that no darkness can ever overcome. You see, God's all-powerful light, it not only illumines the shadow of darkness, it gives us hope like no other. God's hope, which tenaciously clings to the hearts of the faithful, has we announced that in the face of any Herod this world throws at us, and in all the indoors slammed in our faces where we didn't feel we belonged, and in all the dark nights of our souls and the sea of distress, that with God in Christ, all things are possible. Because you see, on a dark night like this one, in a feed stall for animals in Bethlehem, the treasure which was entrusted to Mary and Joseph became the treasure for us all, Jesus. And now may Jesus shine his light in whatever darkness you are experiencing. And when you're afraid, may he remind you of his ever-present love for you. Yes, you. And may he give you the courage to hope through adversity as together we look forward and we lean forward into the new year beyond fear. And may he grant you the eyes to see his joy in you. He rejoices over you. And then may he feed your soul as you hear, as you spread, as you live his light to others. Friends, Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, may he be with you this night and always. Amen.